Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Welcome to I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting, talking mostly sports, mostly in the SEC, and mostly with the Bama bias. And now, time for your hosts. Tom was a regular starter on his peewee football teams. After high school, he took a relatively unknown intramural college football team and had them one win from the playoffs. Late in his college career, he was a two-sport star and relinquished his college eligibility to enter the NBA draft. As an undrafted free agent, he turned to sports gambling and poker to make ends meet. Now he's here to share his life experiences and general sports knowledge with the world. He's Tom Sims, he's Rush Chairman, and he's damn glad to meet ya. His sidekick, who hails from Parts Unknown, Red Bay, he claims he can beat any listener at Galka, which is probably correct considering you guys have like eight listeners. He has three Fortnite Victory Royale solo wins. He's been known to weeble and wobble, but he's never fallen down. He has the face for radio and the voice for newspaper, Mr. Jason Tiffin. Uh, welcome back to episode 21 of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. I'm half of your host team, Jason Tiffin, along with my co-host, Tom Sims. Tom, how's it going? I love being part of a team, my man. I love that part. I wonder, are we going to get tired of numbering these things? In 10 years, they're going to be, Welcome to episode 3,422 of I'm Not Targeting Your... Of course, by that time, it'll be like sponsored by Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. <laughs> we can only hope. I prefer Velveeta. You know what's funny about the numbers, though? Uh, uh, maybe we do need to quit t- telling what number we're on. Uh, I called basketball. I called a high school game. I was the, the mic man, and... Uh, you know, uh, foul on a uh, you know, ball out of bounds to Red Bay. And, uh, you know, foul on uh, number 27 from Phil Campbell, his first team third. You know, so, uh, in, of course, in high school, you have the bonus at seven team fouls, and then you have the double bonus at ten team fouls. Well, I had never called a game, and uh, we got to the double bonus. After the double bonus, you just say, uh, you know, foul on number 13 from Phil Campbell, his third team tenth. Well, that's that's you cut it at tenth. Well, I didn't know that, so we're Kept we're deep into the fourth up. quarter, and I'm like uh, foul on number eighteen from Phil Campbell, his fourth team seventeenth. <laughs> 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 and my buddy who normally announces he was there, he's like, dude, you don't have to say it after ten. <laughs> <laughs> you know that reminds me of uh, I don't remember where I was at, but it was a high school game. It was football game, and and they had a. Uh, you know, in generally in high school, they have, you know, just like they do uh, everywhere, they have the guy up there in the booth saying, oh, you know, first down, whatever. But this dude, every time there would be a flag on the play, of course, he was a homer. Oh, there's a flag down. Looks like that's in the area of holding. <laughs> <laughs> Or here's a flag. Looks like a blatant face mask on number 33. <laughs> it was I've always a, against the other team. I guess I'm going to one-up your story one more time, uh, and then we'll we'll, get, we'll dive right into what we have. But Dad used to call games at Red Bay. And uh, any time he, – he was pretty good. You know, he, he, he honed his craft. And uh, But any time the visiting team would throw a pass, you know, a grounding pass that didn't get called – uh, Dad would say, uh, pa- pass fell incomplete. Uh, it was intended for number 73. <laughs> you know, he would call out some lineman's number. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Of course, the ref, I think the ref gave him the stink eye a few times. Like, hey, I know what you're getting at, buddy. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, that's enough uh, banter. I had, I had banter till uh, 3.06, and we have just hit past 3.06. <laughs> so now we can step right into our commentary. 
Uh, it's been a, it seems like it, man. We only we're only late one day, but it seems like we have uh, not done a podcast in a while. Um, but we're going to talk about the uh, it's going to be a little, little bit different format. Talk about the championship game. That's really all there is to talk about. And uh, we're going to look at the CFP matchups. We do have a meaningless topic, but it is definitely tied to the CFP. And we're going to recap where we were right and where we were wrong. And I can't wait for that because I hit some good ones and then I had some epic <laughs> fails. But uh, first off, let's let's cover the championship games. I don't know how I don't know what uh, how how in depth you want to go into these. I mean, some of them are snoozers. But let's just recap the ACC. You had Clemson beating Virginia sixty-two. To 17. Pac-12, you had Oregon beating Utah, the the media darling Utah, 37-15. Mm. Uh, Big Ten, you had a rally by Ohio State, 34-21 over Wisconsin. SEC, just a smashing by LSU over Georgia, 37-10. And I guess the, the, the most competitive, or definitely the most competitive game and the most exciting game went to OT, Big 12, 30-23, uh, Oklahoma over Baylor so uh Tom start where you want to and I'll uh I'll add what I can I don't know dude did you even watch those games Bama didn't play this weekend there was nothing to watch um I kept one eye on the game I was in a casino playing poker and uh you know we were talking about that before and and that's one thing that I'm I'm miffed about a little bit too in Philadelphia they have a poker room and they have a bunch of TVs that they play sporting events on, but guess what? They don't they don't put the poker tables near the TVs uh, for some <laughs> unknown reason. They actually have a couple of poker tables near the TVs. They don't play on them. The primary TVs are like as far away, and I constantly I'm like, you know, what's the score? But yeah. anyway, I, I that's that's I said all that just to say I didn't really get to to see a lot of it. Um, I mean, I watched the LSU-Georgia uh, game. They swept the leg pretty good. Um, Ohio State, I mean, they got dominated in the first half. I mean, mm-hmm. they did. They, there was no flukiness to that first half. Wisconsin played defense and pounded them. And, then, uh, and, and it seemed like to me, I don't know if it seemed like to you, but when uh, Ohio State come – and see, I was – I thought – when Ohio State cut it to seven there toward the end of the half, and Wisconsin answered before halftime to push it back to, I guess it was 14, right? Yeah, 14 yeah. point late at half. When they did that, I was like, Ohio State's in trouble. Wisconsin mm-hmm. is not, you know, they, they cut it to seven. They didn't fold. They immediately went down and scored. I thought they were in trouble. And as soon as Ohio State scored, first in the in the second half to cut it back to a one score game wisconsin just folded it was like you mm-hmm. know they they didn't think they could hang on so uh, the other games I, I kept half an eye on didn't really watch them i mean the clemson rolled so not not a whole lot of uh like you said the oklahoma baylor game was the only one in questionable context but at the end of the day i think all chalk won right Ohio yeah, State, yeah. LSU, Clemson, Oklahoma, and well, Utah didn't win, but I think we had said the week before, at least I did. I thought Utah or Oregon would have been favored in that game, and surprised to me they come out as a six-point dog. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. uh, I you know went about according to plan. I thought. Yeah, I uh, Friday night I had a uh, basketball, so I didn't get to watch all the Pac-12. I got home and. And watched Oregon. Of course, I was really I was I was hoping Oregon would win. I did not think Utah had a. Uh, I thought they had run up their numbers on a lot of uh, iffy teams, and it turned out to be right. They played one team and lost to a third string quarterback. So I was happy to see them go down. And I was out actually Christmas shopping during um, what was the first one on the day, the Big Twelve. I watched bits and pieces. Um, oh, I can't wait to see what on, I got. Listened on the radio. Yeah. It, I'm going to get you the same thing I got you last year, buddy. Damn it. So look for it in the mail. Uh, but I did – I watched virtually every play of the SEC. And, I, I yeah, I was torn. Uh, <clears throat> I have never been an LSU hater. And <clears> – <throat> excuse me. You know, LSU every year they play Auburn. I don't like Auburn. They play Florida. I don't really like Florida. You know, that stems back from the Spurrier years. So, I mean, there's two – there's guaranteed two games I'm going to root LSU. 
So I've never hated them like a lot of Bama fans hate them. And uh, and same with Georgia. I don't really hate them too bad. Uh, like I said, heck, they play Auburn every year. They play Tennessee every year. They play Florida every year. You know, I hunker down at least twice a year with Georgia. So um, it, it was it was easier to kind of just be a spectator in this game. But I tell you what, when when LSU started running roughshod over over Georgia, I was like, score fifty, you know. And, and as as has been the case, Jake Fromm, you know, we we've said it a million times. We get Direct TV, Jake Fromm, and everybody else gets cable, Jake Fromm. And sure enough, you know, uh, LSU got cable, Jake Fromm. I mean, he did not do well at all, dude. He's regressed. I, I mean, he has. I, I know he has been without his best receivers, but I'm gonna, let's let's look at it this way. Okay, so they lost their best receiver to – he got kicked off the team, a violation of team rules or whatever. I, that was preseason. Okay, then he lost uh, Cager. I think that's his name. And mm-hmm. um, the, who, who was their number one receiver, who, you know, would have been number two. And then they lose Pickens for the uh, the first half. And so, basically, they're, they're starting their fourth, fifth, and sixth receivers as far as they were concerned in August. And I got to thinking, well, what, what, you know, how would Bama fare? I mean, let's if we lost Judy and Smith and Ruggs, I mean, would Tua be that, that inept? I, I don't think so. I think Tua would would rise above, and and he would bring those guys up to the to the level they needed to be. And Fromm just couldn't do that. So and Waddle uh, would still have a field day, but oh, way. for sure. I mean, but even <laughs> you know, I, I don't know Waddle is a you know Waddle's probably better than anybody that Georgia is, is playing, you know, starting period. But I think my point still stands. But I, I was glad to see LSU smack them around pretty good. Always good to see Kirby take one on the chin. And, uh, man, after that, um, I'll be honest with you, I had two TVs set up. I put one on uh, the Clemson game, and as soon as it got out of hand, I turned Fortnite on, put the other one on the big <laughs> – game and then turned it off altogether because it just it was you know like you said with Bama not playing it's just a different level of interest and uh you know yeah. the thing is it was a stress-free Saturday I mean those Saturdays in the past five years have been very stressful and man I just I just kicked back and got a little shopping done you know ate uh, ate with the parents so it was a it was a good Saturday other than Bama not playing but uh uh you know what irritated me though is I I was glad – I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. I was glad Utah lost, but then Utah losing just made the, – the, the the committee, the CFP committee made zero tough decisions this year. You know, uh, Oregon bailed them out, and then Wisconsin. You know, I was really anxious to see what was going to happen if Wisconsin would have won. I know Wisconsin has two losses, and one of those losses was horrible to Illinois. But they didn't get they didn't get curb stomped. I mean, they lost by three, if if memory serves. And the game they did get beat pretty bad. That would have they would have avenged that loss. I don't think they would have got in, but it would have been interesting interesting to see um, what the the committee's comments were based on Wisconsin and Oklahoma for the four, because I didn't watch any of the the show, but uh, Twitter blew up. They said the the head of the committee said the four spot was between Oklahoma and Georgia. Georgia, what? who had just lost, I didn't watch it either. To but 10. You, what? That's what I heard. <laughs> now maybe the old Twitter machine was wrong. Maybe I'm getting catfished again. But I promise you, I read more than one tweet that said the the leader of the committee, the spokesperson of the committee, said that the number four spot came down between. Uh, you know, Oklahoma and Georgia was in the mix, and as we know, Georgia finished fifth, so it, it makes sense. But how could you? How could you get? You know, here's the thing: if Georgia got beat 37-34, I I would buy that. You know, I could overlook. Maybe I could overlook that loss, but they they have a terrible loss to South Carolina. South Carolina finished four and eight, and mm-hmm. got just absolutely smashed by Clemson. You know, a week and a half ago. Or what would have been, you know, seven days ago from, uh, or eight days ago from when the the committee selected. So I don't know how you, I don't even know why he even said. I mean, dude, just be honest. Is Oklahoma all the way? It's fine. It, yeah. it worked out this year. the The committee had no once Bama went down, there was a big sigh of relief in that room. I promise you. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um. What are we talking about next? The matchups. Yeah, yeah. So, so the matchups are set. We have LSU, Oklahoma. 
Uh, LSU slid back in the in the top spot, which gives them uh, it gives them Atlanta as a home field, and then we have uh, Ohio State and Clemson heading out to the desert. You know, it would have been interesting to see what uh, what would have happened if Ohio State would have retained the number one uh, spot. Which I mean, they would have had Oklahoma. They would have come to Atlanta. But if Clemson would have somehow slid to that uh, to that four spot, you know, I wonder what Ohio State would have chosen to do. You know, play Clemson in Atlanta or go to the desert. I, I think they'd have gone to the desert. But the the first matchup is that we're going to talk about is the least uh, appealing, I'm sure. Which you know, according to Vegas, and as uh, it always works out, you know, this would be the one that is probably. Uh, 34 to 31, and the uh, the Ohio State Clemson, you know, will be a 21 point game or whatever. But uh, LSU Oklahoma, the line is around 12, 12 and a half right now. And um, man, getting Oklahoma to come to Atlanta, uh, you know, the Cajuns are going to be there. I'd say 60 40 ticket split, maybe bigger. I mean, LSU has not played in a meaningful bowl game since 2011, so their fans are going to travel. And uh, and they can't afford to travel because if they make the finals, the finals are in New Orleans, where heck, ninety or if not a hundred percent of the the in-state you know fans can drive in, drive out that day. So they they definitely have the money for the tickets and the hotel rooms for Atlanta. But uh, you know, Oklahoma was kind of the default pick. I mean, there's nobody else to challenge them. Uh, Jalen, as much as we all love him and as good as he is at what he does, I don't think. Uh, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think he's gonna fare very well. You know, Mike Greenberg. You know, of of the former Mike and Mike in the morning, uh, ESPN guy. You know, he tweeted out about. Um, I don't remember. I, I've got the tweet saved uh, because I want to definitely throw it up in his face when it, if 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 a, if it occurs the way I think it will occur. Uh, basically, saying you know the 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 best. Um, backhanded slap or whatever for Saban was going to be to watch Jalen in the playoffs. First That's off, crazy. Saban is for Jalen. I mean, Saban loves Jalen. Alabama loves Jalen. I mean, I think I can speak pretty freely about that. You know, we're happy that he's in the playoffs. Heck, everybody I've, everybody on the chit-chat boards are like, let Oklahoma win it. As bad as we don't like Oklahoma and as bad as we don't really like Lincoln Riley, man, Jalen trumps all that. And – uh you know, there was no mention of Kirby uh, getting to watch Justin Fields in the playoffs, you know, because uh, Georgia and Kirby doesn't move the needle like Bama and Jalen does and Saban. But I just – I feel like that – and here's why I saved the tweet. You know, we lost to LSU by five, and I really see LSU beating Oklahoma by 20-plus. And that's – it's going to be proof positive that, you know, we made the right decision in the two of Jalen um, – decision-making process. I mean, it was a no-brainer. Uh, Jalen has been successful at Oklahoma based on who he's played and based on the offense he's running. Dude, we've got we've got Judy, Ruggs, Smith, and uh, Waddle. We don't need a quarterback to re- read number one is covered, read number two is covered, and then tuck it and run for eight yards. That's not our offense anymore. And I think Oklahoma's happy. I think Alabama's happy. Yeah, no doubt. Now, I'm going to tell you this. This is, uh, well, first off, agreed wholeheartedly on the the Saban. I've seen the same things. Oh, Saban's all ticked off because he's sitting at home and Jalen's in the playoffs. <laughs> One has nothing to do with the other, and, and both he and all all of us are, are absolutely thrilled for that guy. Um, as far as the game goes, when you get down to the final four teams in America, any of the four can win it, and that's been proven time and time again. I think the only spot that hadn't won it yet is the first place spot, right? Mm-hmm, that's correct. So, you know, fourth has won it a couple of times. Bama was one of those. Ohio State won. I, I, th- I think that's the only two. But, but mm-hmm. any of the four has a legitimate shot of winning when you get this deep in the season. Now, I'm going to give you a – sort of an anti-opinion of what you have and probably won't be a very popular opinion here, but personally, I think LSU 
and Oklahoma, I have a hard time differentiating between the two teams. I think those two teams are the weakest of the four. That's just my opinion. I know LSU's ranked number one, and I'll be te- I'll tell you this: they they deserve to be ranked number one based on who they beat. Um. But, you know, if Alabama – and just to say this, if Alabama's the 13th-ranked team in the nation, then LSU should only be 12th, right? I mean, the game was that close. So uh, – yeah, but But yeah. I digress a little bit here. Um, I'm going to tell you that I think Bama and LSU are also very, very similar. I, those two teams were about as equivalent as two teams as I've seen in a while. Um and if LSU's defense breaks down like they have multiple times this year, Oklahoma may be in a position to try to outscore them. Because I, I agree with you. Here, Here's the thing. Jalen, in my opinion, is not going to beat the Ohio State defense. He's not going to beat the Clemson defense. They, they will really get to him. LSU, though, that defense is a different animal. And LSU could expose them, and or, uh, Oklahoma could expose that defense. Like, and it's not saying, oh, they'll expose them for the first time. I mean, LSU has given up 38 to Texas, 28 to Florida, 41 to Bama, 37 to Ole Miss. That doesn't seem like they're just an elite defense to me. And Jalen is more than just a serviceable quarterback. He'll also bring that ground attack that they hadn't seen. I'm trying to think who is Alabama or LSU played that had a mobile quarterback, and I'm not counting Mond in this. <laughs> uh, we're talking. Hey, you, you you just set me up one right in my wheelhouse, baby. That would be Ole Miss with John Rice Plumley, the steal <laughs> of the draft. <laughs> well, you're correct, but you know what? They put up 37 on the LSU. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm on your side here, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, uh, when, when, you're, when you're giving up scoring like that, LSU by far, I think, has the better de- offense than uh, Oklahoma. I mean, they, they do. I mean, uh, Burrow is he's he's better than you know. I'll take my medicine here. He's a lot better than I thought I did. Thought he was. But if your defense is going to give up chunk yardage and and chunk points like that to those offenses that you know that are at le- only semi legitimate, then you can't afford you can't afford some of those weird turnovers or some of those mental lapses, the things that have plagued Alabama this year. You know, any of that shows up in any one of those games, all of a sudden you're getting outscored. And, you know, it seems kind of obvious to say that, but it's really glaring if your defense, you know, if somebody jumps off sides a couple times or whatnot – and you still force a punt like Clemson, it's probably not that big of a deal. But when you're struggling to keep a team out of the end zone or out of scoring position and you give them a free first down or you give them a free turnover deep in your – those are huge. So, you know, one or two of those plays isn't a lot, and that could happen. I mean, I I expect this game – you said it was 20-plus, but then, you know – like you say, talking out of both sides of your mouth, you also said it it might be the 34-31 game that nobody expects. I expect it to be that. I expect it to be close back and forth. I don't know that Oklahoma will win, but I expect because of LSU's defense that it will be a competitive close game for sure. Yeah, and I mean, we, we're definitely we become prisoners of the moment. And the moment for LSU is – after Ole Miss, they beat A and M forty to seven. A and M, which scored twenty on Auburn, I don't remember how many they got on us in, in the twenties on us, and then they beat Georgia um, thirty seven to ten. But I mean, I can uh, I can reiterate your point as well. Uh, the two A and M was an impressive win, the, you know, and, and you can chalk up the Ole Miss game to the Bama hangover. You know, they they giving up all those points. But now Georgia, you know, holding them to ten was great. But let's let's be honest, dude, they were a shell of what they should have been yep. uh, with the aforementioned injuries and the suspension. I mean, Pickens, I think he had the only touchdown for Georgia, and he played two quarters. 
So, uh, it's, it's, um, you know, I'm anxious to watch them. That's what me and Gober were talking about today is, you know, is, is upsetting that Bama's not in it. But, man, I'm I'm kind of getting excited. You know, I'm hearing some of the – listening to a little bit of the sports radio, and uh, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But, uh, you know, the definitely the, the, the game that is uh, going to garner the most attention, I think, is going to be the LSU – I'm sorry, the OSU-Clemson game, which is uh, – I, I don't even know if it's the first game or second game. Surely it's the second game being out it's in the, the desert. It's the first one, I think. Is it really? I think so. so uh, breakfast maybe, with a barn. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I think so. Because I was looking at the schedule. I'm, I'm on a, a, a little mini vacation uh, that week, and I'll be out of town watching those games. And unfortunately, you know, I've had this vacation uh, scheduled for several months now, and Luckily, we're flying back on the first. <laughs> <laughs> Great right, call. <laughs> yeah, right during the Alabama-Michigan game. Awesome. So, All right, uh, I've got you talking about the Ohio State-Clemson, so do your job, Tom. Yeah, do my job. Quit rambling. Uh, I mentioned last week that I also th- thought I had heard that Clemson would be favored over all comers, and at that time, LSU was, or Ohio State was still the number one seed with good reason, and I think – what I'd heard was absolutely accurate. You know, Clemson opens up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Ohio State. That probably surprised a lot of people that were, I guess, maybe non-gamblers or possibly uh, getting caught up in, oh, Clemson ain't played nobody and they're slipped to three or whatever. Vegas knows better. Vegas knows mm. who has the talent, and that talent lands over there in Clemson for this matchup. Now, um, Clemson, of course, has their annual scare against a cupcake, which was North Carolina this year, I think. Mm-hmm. But since then, I mean, every game they've played has been an absolute smashing. And very similar to Alabama, that they didn't, they didn't play top-notch competition, but they absolutely hammered everyone. But they play defense. Now, they'll not have faced any serious challengers like the ones they'll see in the playoffs, but uh, experience counts for something. And Clemson, I got to thinking about this, Clemson is, well, Clemson and Oklahoma, but Oklahoma, you know, they never get past the first game, but (laughs) (laughs) but Clemson and Oklahoma are the only two experienced teams in this thing. Uh, Ohio State has been in the playoff, uh, was it two years ago when they got smashed by Clemson, 31 nothing? Uh, was that let it? Let me see. All right. We 17? Got a, uh, no, it was, i tell you when it was, it's 2016 because 17 was uh, Georgia beat Oklahoma. We beat Clemson, 18. Uh, yeah, they, they hadn't been since 16. So 16. So none, yeah. none of these kids, they might have a kid or two that was on that team, but, you know, they didn't experience a very good playoff. And they had a different coach completely. So Clemson's going to have the experience in this game. That will be an advantage. You know, That's always an advantage. If you if you have been there and done that and you've, you've went through the motions, you, you know what to expect up the pregame, you know how – to act and what's going on when when they're interviewing everyone and and when you're you know going through your pregame activities and whatnot. I mean, there's a lot to say for that. So they'll they'll have definitely have a leg up in that category. And I expect Clemson's defense will make it very very difficult on Justin Fields. The first half of that Wisconsin game last week, that's all that kept going through my mind was. Wisconsin's making him really uncomfortable, and he's mm-hmm. not performing well. Now, I'll give him full credit. They turned it around in the second half and, and took care of business. But that first half was, you know, that was that was a really eye-opener for me. And, uh, you know, if he does that same thing against Clemson in the first half, I don't think that's a hole he can get out of. Yeah, no. So, you know, uh, ho- hopefully – Hopefully, Day's got something different in mind, you know, from when they faced Clemson in, in 16, 17, whatever it was. But uh, I'm interested to see this game. But, again, I think your first premonition there about the first the, the biggest red being close and the smallest red being a, a, a blowout, that's where I'm leaning. I'm, I'm leaning Clemson taking these guys behind the shed. 
Yeah, uh, you know, one thing while you're talking, um, <clears throat> good the the good thing and bad thing. The bad, I have not, uh, I did not really prepare for this. Uh, I've just been kind of going through the motions. But the good news is, is you know, I'm listening to you talk, and so I'm getting just to kind of respond. Let's let's look at this right here, talking about Clemson, you know, uh, killing everybody after the the North Carolina game, and we don't know how good they are because they've played teams that they're vastly superior to. And if you take Clemson, who's to say if you if you take Clemson and put them in the SEC in Bama spot, and you take Bama and put Bama in the ACC in Clemson spot, who's to say that Clemson might be sitting at ten and two? And we're, we're I, I'm gonna tell you this: Bama's definitely sitting at thirteen and zero, with or without yeah, Tua. Yeah, no doubt. With or without yeah. Tua, and uh, sure. and and Clemson, I, I would be very. I don't know. It'd be interesting because if you put them, if you if you did all the transitive stuff. That would put LSU traveling to Death Valley. So who knows how that game's going? For all we know, Clemson is the best team in the country, and they would sit. They'd be sitting at thirteen and zero. But I know Bama would be at thirteen and zero. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, and I, I don't. Have I mean, a, and, and, and and to further your point, you know, people go, "Oh, they're just saying that." We beat Clemson's two toughest opponents this year uh, by twenties. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. on the road, we played a, both of them on the road yeah. and beat them both by twenty plus points. So I don't think that's a stretch at all. So I, no, I'm, no. I'm on board with your line of thinking. Go and ahead. I'm going to tell you this right here. I got I got news for Clemson fans. We'd have beat North Carolina by more than one point. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise you that. That's because we uh, don't like Mac Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only Colt wouldn't have got hurt. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, you've you've summed up the game pretty well. It, it'll be interesting to see Ken Fields rise up because man, Clemson's defense is—they're uh, not. They, I, I could not name. I don't know if I could name one person on their defense. And last year, I knew, you know, Cleveland Farrell. I knew Dexter Lawrence and a host of others. But uh, they have, uh, you know, I remember Dabo saying at, at last year, he's like, we 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 got we got dudes on defense that you just don't know their names yet. And uh and sorry Debo, I still don't know their names. <laughs> but but the point <laughs> is he was right. They they've got they've still got dudes on defense and it, and I think it's gonna show up. And I am I am definitely leaning toward Clemson to uh to win. You know, it'll be interesting to see uh how how Chase Young can affect that game on a on Ohio State's defense with a, in relation to uh uh Trevor Lawrence. But um uh, we'll close this out. One one thing, another thing I added though is we're talking about Vegas knows. You said Vegas knows. Vegas knows. A little snippet here. Um, LSU is favored over. Uh, I think I think LSU is the prohibitive favorite now over everybody, including Clemson. Are they? But uh, uh, LSU is favored over uh, Oklahoma by twelve and a half. Now, I know what it was. I know what it was. Outside of the outside of the playoffs, there's one team that didn't make the playoffs where LSU would be a lesser favorite than Oklahoma. Do you know who that team is? Does that make sense? Yeah. You mean they're underdog or they're no LSU would be favored over everybody that didn't make the playoff. But there's right. one team that didn't make the playoff where LSU would not. They would be favored by less than twelve and a half points, which is the line that they're favored over Oklahoma. Do you know who that team is? Oh, obviously it's Alabama. Yeah, for sure. I and mean, you know, it's and, and that line is is probably depending on where it's played. That it, it can't be more than three. I I would lean around seven with since Mac is starting. But with a if it, healthy Tua, yeah, there's no. It, it's a field goal game, and and we know who's gonna we know who's gonna with make t- the deciding a- field goal. That would actually, be LSU. With, Tua, <laughs> with a healthy Tua, we're favored again. Ah, you might be I, right. I firmly huh? believe that. Yeah. We can agree to disagree, but you uh, just said I might be right, so we're agreeing to agree. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the meaningless topic, and it's going to segue right into uh, what we've been talking about about the CFP, and and I, I put this out there, and I, I'm anxious to see your take on it because I know I have my take. Well, I got uh, a long rant, so you better hurry. Did the CFP <laughs> have it out for Alabama? And here's here's the reason I say that. Alabama was fifth. They lost their last game they played. We dropped seven spots to 12. Georgia lost the last game they played. They went from four to five. And granted, we don't have to, we don't have to reiterate the scores. I think everybody listening to this podcast knows the scores. Uh, Virginia lost their last game they played in the season. They went from 23 to 24. 
Cincinnati lost back-to-back games, and they dropped – well, I don't know what they were initially, but they, they were 20, and they dropped to 21. And then poor old Utah, they dropped from 5 to 11 after losing their last game. So they got the Bama treatment. But Georgia, uh, Virginia, nor Cincinnati got the Bama treatment. So was the CFP out to get Bama this year? Oh, you know, for the first time, I'm questioning actual politics in the CFP committee room. And I actually said this, I think, a week or two ago that I thought that they were out to do the best job they could and and would seriously, you know, I'd had a hard time believing there was a significant bias in there. But. Are you really telling me what the committee saw that they think they're eleven teams better than Alabama? I mean, let's yeah. let's bre- let's break this down some. First off, I think it's egregious to even have Auburn ranked ahead of Alabama. I mean, we went over already how lucky Auburn was to be even in the game, coupled with the fact that they were at home and facing our backup quarterback and they hung on for dear life because we had a kicker couldn't make a 30-yard field goal on top of that auburn has three losses mm-hmm. and then you know of course those guys well they beat them head to head well somehow has a committee has a, a two-loss oregon team ahead of auburn who lost by more than we did on a neutral field they didn't even have to go to jordan hair jordan hair sorry excuse me <laughs> what about uh, what about Georgia? You know, we we didn't we didn't play them this year, but we had five common opponents with Georgia this year. Now they did beat Auburn, but against Auburn they only had 251 total yards of offense. Now we shot ourselves in the foot versus uh, LSU in the first half, but almost came back and won that game. They got Georgia now got absolutely demoed by LSU this past weekend. We saw that. Georgia also lost to a South Carolina team in their home stadium, and we went on the road to beat them by 24. They also struggled to get by A&M at their home stadium, and we hammered them by 19 on the road. Should have been worse than that, except for that late garbage score. It's very clear to me and should be to the untrained eye that Bama's a far superior team than Georgia, yet the committee has them eight spots ahead of us in the fifth position, and I'd even know that about earlier about you said they were considering them for the fourth spot. That's 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 terrible. But you and I had the same opinion that we didn't think our team would win the playoff this year. I'm still on board with that. I mean, we, we had too much stuff and, and whatnot. Uh particular with the injury to Tua and, you know, but our offense performed against what many considered to be, what, the third or fourth best defense in the country on the road in that environment, Jordan-Hare. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no possible way you can convince me, and really it should be any reasonable college football fan, that Utah, Penn State, Florida, Wisconsin, Baylor, and Oregon have better teams than us. The only team out of that group we have common opponents with is Florida. I already mentioned Oregon, but the only other one is Florida. And they did manage to beat Auburn in Gainesville, but this is also the team who beat Miami, 6-6 Miami, by four. They were down 21 to Kentucky. They lost to Georgia, who I just ranted about, and was losing to South Carolina in the fourth quarter before they come back to win that game. That's, I mean, that's a, I, don't, I can't even call it a stretch. That's like a huge freaking leap of faith there. Um, I did see some Vegas lines this week that we would have been favored over every team in the country except three out of the four playoff teams. Oh, Oklahoma yeah. was the lone playoff team that we were we were favored over. Uh, but we were small underdogs to the other three. I mean, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing more than you know. I think it was like three to six or something is what yeah. what they were speculating. But but let me ask you this, and and this is where I really, really I like to drive points home. I'm driving it home right here, brother. Let me ask you this: What is the committee's rhetoric 
if Bullivus makes the chip shot field goal. You know, the yeah, way that game yeah. went, I'd take us seven days a week in overtime. Auburn had 350 yards of total offense all game by our lackluster defense now and was kept in that game only by fluky plays and penalties, as we, as we already screamed about in previous podcasts. won't rehash it. But if he makes that field goal... That conversation will be that Bama was one of the four best teams, even though Tua didn't play. Mm-hmm. They'd say Mac Jones showed us that offense is unstoppable, regardless of the defense that's on the field. I mean, w- wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. And, and so if they did, then our fearless committee is telling us that nine teams, nine, are unequivocally better than us because – our kicker hit the upright on a chip shot field goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just that's just freaking dumb. Yeah, that's dumb. And so, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't really stop at Bama though. You know, Wisconsin collected their third loss of the season, one of which was to Illinois, by the way, and they stayed even last week. Baylor, like Bama, lost. There are only two ranked matchups of the year, both with Oklahoma, and they also saved in their same spot after losing last week. Do you mm. know what the big difference between Bama and Baylor is? Well, we don't have. We've never had rape allegations as a program. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me. You know what the second difference between Bama and Baylor is? <laughs> <laughs> Through the other unranked teams that Baylor played, like everybody likes to hang our hat on. Yeah. Uh. Baylor almost lost to Rice. They kicked a last-second field goal to beat Iowa State. They went to double overtime versus Texas Tech. They kicked a last-minute field goal to beat West Virginia. And they went to three overtimes versus TCU. Alabama didn't have a win less than 19 points. There's no way you can justify this type of thing except to say they're going to credit teams who get the championship games even though they lost. That I mean, was it this year. Yeah. I mean, all five of the Power Five championship game losers are ahead of us, and we'd likely be double-digit favorites over every one of them on a neutral field. I mean, so if you do that, you're no longer ranking the best teams. You're playing politics in the conference mm-hmm. room, and eventually that will make the system implode because that is not what they're supposed to be there for. You know, the thing is with Bama, if you want to, after the Auburn game, if you're want, if you like, all right, here's our chance. We can screw Bama. We do not want them sniffing the playoffs. We had them at five. Yeah, they probably should only drop to seven. But, man, if we drop them to seven and, you know, four, five, and six all lose, what the heck are we going to do? I get it, dude. Put us at 12. That's fine. But after – you know, really, after the LSU-Georgia game, I'm like, okay, okay. So, Georgia represents the East. It's obvious the top two teams in the SEC were LSU and Bama. We just happened to play in the same division. That's happened a lot. You know, used to it was Tennessee and Florida were the best two teams, but Tennessee was in the East, and Spurrier would always beat them. So, you'd, you know, it'd be it'd be Florida versus Bama, Florida versus Auburn. The second-best team in the SEC wasn't, at the, wasn't in Atlanta. I'm like, okay, now that all's said and done, Oklahoma's got the four spot. You know, they're going to reward us because they see how good we were. You know, they're going to put us at, uh, you know, they'll put us top ten, and mm-hmm. they dropped us a spot. And and I just I really, I really think that, like you said, I mean, the biggest one to me is Virginia. They went from 23 to 24 after a 62 to 17 loss. Like, that's just not even – I mean, basically the committee's like, all right, we're going to rank the top four and everybody else. If you made the championship game, you're going to not drop more than one spot unless you're Utah. Then you're going to drop six spots. And, you know, why they did that is because they didn't want any – you know, they didn't want to put Utah at six to, to where Utah would be like, oh, man, you know, we were we were very close to four. You know, they, they made sure that Utah didn't have a leg to stand on. And, I mean, I, I think it's a moving target. You know, one year it's, oh, you had a bad loss. And, and the next year, it like this year is well, you know who did you beat? And you know what's ridiculous to me is, and we're we're bad on short on time here, but what's ridiculous to me is <laughs> Georgia got is getting credit for beating Notre Dame. I mean, when are we gonna start? When are we gonna stop treating Notre Dame like the second coming? I mean, they are not good. 
They hadn't been good in forever. They were a joke in 2012. They were a joke in 2018. They're going to continue to be a joke. But yet, if you schedule Notre Dame, heck, if I'm Bama, I put Notre Dame on the schedule every year. Yeah, they're going to beat you. They're going to beat you a few times. But I would say at a 10-year period, we should win seven of those 10. And heck, you can get in the playoff with two losses if, if, if you beat Notre Dame. Yeah, seven's low there, brother. <clears throat> yeah, might may, may, may be. All right, we're going to recap. Ooh, we got about five minutes to cover the rest of our stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right, good and bad. Where did where were we right? Where were we wrong? I'm going to start this one off, and I'm if this is going to take. I'm going to get it done in about two minutes. All right, here's a write up. Here's my write up for the Bama and LSU to win. I had LSU winning the West. I had Bama finishing second. I put, uh, yes, I have Bama finishing second. Vegas pushed the over-under win total 11.5, so they definitely definitely disagree with me, but hear me out. Tua is injury-prone. How good is our D going to be? We usually plug and play, but does that catch up with us this year? I think Tua misses an important stretch of the LSU game or the A&M game, leaving us vulnerable for an L, and we have to go to the sacred Indian burial ground that is Auburn, and we know what that's like. So I nailed that, dude. I nailed it. I missed the game, too. It would be injured, but I nailed it. You did. Uh, LSU. Can't believe I'm saying this, but Ed O really had them playing good ball last year. Bama game is at T-Town, which works in their favor. Burrow in year two should be better. They will have a decent running game. I missed that one. They have an outstanding running game. Uh, Delpit in the secondary will shut down half the field. I missed that one. It's not Delpit. It's freaking uh, Stingley Jr., the dadgum true freshman. Hmm. Uh, I see them losing one conference game, but beating Bama in T-Town and heading to Atlanta. So I was I was hit or miss there. I hit my West picks. I hit my East picks with Georgia, Florida. Now, where I went wrong, I, I said Ryan Day would not be an elite coach. Uh, hmm. I missed that one. I said Malzahn would be fired after the LSU game. I missed that one. I said South Carolina would finish third in the SEC East. They actually finished fifth, and you're probably thinking, well, that's not too bad. Yeah, but they were 4-8 and eight overall, dude. They were horrible. And a fluky win at Georgia kept them from finishing sixth. So that's where I was right. I, I, I got the East and West champion and runner-up correct and then wrong. And, uh, oh, I, I didn't even mention my bets. I, I don't even know what I finished at, but I finished nice on the bets this year. So that's my good and bad for 2019. Yep. I did. Uh, I had Alabama, Auburn, LSU in that order in the West, and it went LSU, Alabama, Auburn. So the top three were jumbled a little bit. Obviously disappointed there. I nailed four, five, six, and seven in the West in order. That was A&M, State, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. The East, my big disappointment was Missouri, who looked like they were going to make – I had them rolling there at the midseason mark. They were in second. They were actually in first, weren't they? They were killing it. And then they folded like a cheap tent. So, yeah, they, they, they slipped down the list. East was a jumbled mess for me. I called for Tua and Najee both to be in New York for the Heisman. If Najee would have played the first part of the season like he played the second half of the season, he might have been there yeah, to a – he turned it you, on. Yeah, you, you nailed that, though, with the uh, injury prone to uh, – I was hoping he was over, but wasn't. So neither one of them got there. I did call for uh, Clemson to win the ACC. I need big props for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did now one statement I did have I had I had the win I had that Oregon would win the Pac-12 but for them to make the playoffs they had to beat Auburn and yep. that yep. that Nailed that it. was that was spot on they they would have been in if they'd have won the Auburn game so uh that that was pretty much my good and bad for for the season yeah, that was uh, the the Oregon was a clutch call, man. It was. All right, um, we're gonna do national championship picks, Peach Bowl. Who you got winning? I'm gonna go ahead. You know, I ran it about this earlier, but I'm gonna go ahead and say LSU is gonna win it, but it's gonna be a close one. I won't be surprised if Oklahoma pulls it out though. Uh, that's the fist. That's that, oh yeah, that is the Peach Bowl. I had them screwed up. <laughs> I have LSU as well, but I have LSU winning the Fiesta Bowl for some reason. 
That's going to be a hell of a team there that can do that. <laughs> All right, Peach Bowl winner, yeah, I've got LSU as well. All right, uh, so we both have LSU. Fiesta Bowl, who you got? I got Clemson in a route. I've got Clemson. I hadn't really decided to score yet. National champ, did you say LSU? I got Clemson for the repeat. Really? I got LSU. Yeah. At least we differ a little bit. I got LSU. All right, I think so Clemson's uh, got the only yeah, true really, defense left in the Final Four, so I'm going to ride that train. Yeah, you, you might be right. You might be right. Just it, like Joey Freshwater's coming back to the SEC. Um, you know, man, if they if they uh, if they win, we're going to face the real possibility that Trevor Lawrence is never going to lose a college game. That is, I hope that doesn't happen because man, it is really going to take the shine off of Nick Saban's. Alabama from you know 2009 2008 to 2017 but uh, maybe yeah maybe somebody can clip them you know uh that wraps it up pretty much uh, the Instagram model of the week is Courtney Byers her uh Instagram is at six feet of sunshine and the six is the number at six feet of sunshine uh I really probably shouldn't tell you um what her line of work used to be before she's an Instagram model. But uh, you can find her probably still on some various websites, if you know what I mean. Uh, what'd you think about her, Tom? I sent you a picture. She's a lot taller than Deb. I think she's taller than the horse. Dude, you're killing me. You you didn't send me the picture. I, oh, well, get, just use your imagination. You're getting, you're getting behind. You're, 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 <laughs> you're lapsing here at the end of the season. You're coasting in. You're reminding me of freaking... Uh, Matt Luke coasted into the end, and look what that got him. Freshwater come in, took his spot. Yeah, and I will so be you, sitting you, out the bowl game, so be for <laughs> I was that. afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I but bef- I'm sure Courtney is a lovely lady, by the way. But uh, when what are we what are we doing for our next uh, podcast? We've got a little lull. We got some holidays and such. Are we gonna we gonna reconvene? After the first round of the playoff games, is that the yeah. uh, that the schedule? We'll, uh, yeah, we'll do. I tell you what, let's. Um, I had thought about it. We hadn't really talked about it, but yeah, let's let's do. Let's look for like maybe the second or the third. Probably the second because you'll be back in town. I third the third. I leave. I go out of town myself. But the second will allow us to uh, cover the two playoff games and also cover the Bama Bowl. And uh, I think we can do that. Those three, but uh, that that will uh, that will wrap us up for 2019. I'm glad everybody listened. Hope you. Oh, and a plug too. I did win the uh, college knockout pool. I know I oh, mentioned yeah. it several yeah. times. Forgot about that in my recap. The and, syndicate you know, did. What sucks is I had a mailbag question. You're not going to have time to get to it, but I'll go ahead and read it. And maybe we can get to it next time. It was from Leslie from Holly Pond, and all she wrote was, <laughs> "Tom, why does Gary Danielson suck?" So I don't know. We'll <laughs> too long to get into here, sister. <laughs> but uh, if you're traveling to Auburn from St. Paul, Minnesota this weekend, go south till you smell it and east till you step in it. Row the boat, baby. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. <laughs>